What's up, Secrets family? Welcome to the Secrets Are Killing Us podcast. Listen, we're vulnerable, we cry, we laugh. We're honest so that we can heal, be healed, and set free from all those internal secrets. And you know we all have them. That's really been killing us. Come on and vibe with us, y'all. Get into the conversation. What's up, Secrets fam? Last week, we started the conversation Healing While Black with Tony Purnell. Here's part two. What has been one of the most, or what are the um, the challenges or barriers that you guys have um, witnessed so far by doing the, this podcast? Hmm. Challenges or barriers? Chris's technology. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. What would you say, Chris? I would think barriers have been um, creative differences, but we've only had one disagreement. Everything else has been like, yeah, 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 yeah. And after we talked about it, it was like, okay, let, this is why and going from there. But I think it's maybe consistency. At one point, we got really slow behind on getting topics out there and remaining consistent. But as we have gotten more feedback, um, even though we don't, I'm not one that likes compliments, but seeing people um, really enjoy what we do and what we're talking about and it being impactful kind of drives you to say, okay, what else can we talk about? What else can we do? You know, Chris, Hey, I got this idea and, and I got this idea. And I think that's pushed us to get to where we are and be in it as long as we've been in it. But I don't know about any other challenges other than maybe consistency thing. What you think, Chris? I think for me, the challenge really has been being vulnerable in a public set setting. Wow. Um, what we talk about between us is between us, but to, but to record it and to put it on a platform where other people will see my vulnerability. Um, the world. The, the world, you know, <laughs> for it to be there for all of you. We know the internet shit will pop up 10 years from now. Um, but to be vulnerable enough to walk in my truth and in my light and know that the world is not going to end. So that that has been the biggest, to me, roadblock for me personally. I love that you said, you know, and even your honesty about your vulnerability. And so I, I run group, group therapy on the weekends. I work at a psychiatric hospital. I do assessments and group therapy. And I tell the um, patients, I said, listen, there is strength in being vulnerable. I said, what is the common thing that you all guys have in this room? And they look around like, what, what do you... What, you, what, do you, what, what do we have in common? You're all here. You're all here. So that means <laughs> you're all willing to be helped. So when you share your story of how you got here, what has happened to you, wow, Chris, you, you dealt with the same thing? What? Wait, Anthony, you, you, you've been suicidal before? How, how did you get through it? How did you overcome it? And so being vulnerable gives you strength. It may seem like a weak spot, but I tell people all the time, there's so much strength in being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So much strength. And I love that, Chris. Thank you. Well, they say no one can hurt you with your truth. So, um, so obviously, it's traumatizing enough um, being Black in America. We're talking about healing while Black. How, what happens when you add a pandemic on top of that? 
Mm. You know what? What I thought would was, was happen, what would happen is was we become more unified as a country. It happened for a little bit. <laughs> you oh you think so? Yeah, I do. I, I think <laughs> at one at least for the first two weeks we were applauding the, the people on the front line, the the nurses, the doctors. Huh? The essential workers. The essential workers. I felt like we were all with them until Karen's wanted their haircuts and shit like that. But <laughs> <laughs> apparently you think differently. <laughs> well, you know what? I felt like, oh my God, we're finally going to be unified as a nation, as a country, as a people. But then you constantly see the even in certain aspects of you know this pandemic, you would say, "Okay, we're all going to we're all going through the same thing. We're all struggling. We're all dealing with this same level of pain." Surely, there's still division during a pandemic. Surely, there's still division during a pandemic. How can that be? You got the white division. You got the black division. You got this. You got that. Well, hold on, ain't we all going through the same thing? Right. Nope. Surely different communities are experiencing the pandemic different than us. Resources are being divided differently. Now, how, now how, how can that even be? Mm-hmm. All going through, this, going through the same thing. So, listen, what my, my expectations was and what happened is completely different. Completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, you posted a video, literally, tanks and and soldiers outside your door. Yeah. Wow. During the looting and the rioting and stuff like that. One, so super question, what did it do to you to see that? Two, what do you think it does to a psyche of a person when you see, like, it's not just a typical policeman, you've seen armored tanks. Oh you know, dudes in army fatigues with, with rifles and, yeah, and all yeah. types of terrifying shit you see in movies. Yeah. One, what I, is that? At first, I was like, wait, hold on. Is, is this really happening? Is this right. like reality? Like, <laughs> are, you, are you kidding me? Like, literally on my block, open the door people have guns drawn and actually shooting rubber bullets and people are running. I cannot believe what I was seeing. So try being a therapist, trying to support somebody going through this. Try being a healer, trying to support somebody in their own healing while we're all dealing with the same thing. It's extremely hard. I'm trying to provide certainty and a surety to them and I don't even know it. How can I give you that when I'm not even sure myself? Wow. How can I provide comfort for you and to reduce your anxiety? But I'm not, I, I don't, I don't, will there be a way out? Will there be some certainty? No. So it dealt with me on a whole different level. It really, it really messed me up like, damn, am I able to do my job? Am I able to help people? You pose you you pose to be the way out. You pose to be well, who people come to for support. If you feel like this, damn, there's ain't no hope. If yeah. you feel like this, my psyche was all messed up. 
I was actually, I was like down for like a week. I was down for like, I was like, I don't have the energy to pour into you right now. Well, me too. And I, I, I feel think, that. Anthony, we talked about, it. I said, I, I, I don't feel it. Like, I just felt numb for a good two weeks. Yeah. yeah. We weren't, we weren't posting anything, weren't sharing anything. And I, I didn't have the energy to do anything. Nothing. Um, because on top of that, I was dealing with not receiving unemployment for six, seven weeks yeah. after just buying a house. So when is that, when is that money going to come in? Right. Um, both my businesses were struggling. It's just, it was just one thing on top of the other. And I just didn't want to move. Right. But, and I had ultimate anxiety. Yes. Like, ultimate anxiety. And I was like, especially when um, the whole situation with Ahmad Arbery, because that's when I just started doing my daily walks every day, getting my exercise and getting my energy from getting some vitamin, you know, D. And as a black man, just walking to get exercise, get a, a, some fresh air, since I've been cooped in the house and having to be by myself, isolated because of this pandemic, shook my world. And, it, and, and I was already a little bit desensitized because the killings are so frequent and there's no breaks in between that it almost became normal. And then I started to get frustrated because it was becoming normal. And I'm like, this should not be okay, especially yeah. considering me as a black man. So feeling like I'm being desensitized, but then scared to go outside to even just get, go uh, do a brief walk, you know, was just a lot for me. And I was just like, when I text him and I was like, you've been real quiet lately. And that's when we just ended yeah. up having a dialogue through text. And I was just like, okay, I'm not alone in my feelings of feeling like, I just are, and I'm just in a place of, like you said, Tony, you know, a place of uncertainty. Like, what do we do? Where do we go? What can I do? You know, how can I really be safe? Because there is literally no place where me as an African-American man, where I can feel safe, not even in my own home. Look at Breonna Taylor. So it's just so many different things that just had me rattled and in a place of, I don't want to do things. I don't want to be around people. I don't want to talk to people. I really can't be around people anyway. You know, and the Bible says, you know, you, you know, when the devil wants to get to you, he gets you in an isolated place and he gets you and that's how he gets in your mind. That's how he gets in your psyche. And I was just like, okay, I don't want that to happen. I don't need depression. I don't want any of that. But what do I do? I'm, lo I'm lost and I'm used to having an answer some kind of way of something. So it was, it was rough. It was really rough for it. And I was going to say, yeah, a good two weeks. It's dangerous being numb. It is such a dangerous place to be in. And we, we tell people all the time to feel and feel immensely. Everything that you're going through, I want you to feel the emotion. What emotion is that? Feel it and release it. When you are numb, you have nothing to feel. It's dangerous. Yeah. So when you allow yourself to become numb, it's like, damn, how can I get out of this? Like, do I see any light at the end of this tunnel? Mm -hmm. Like, you're supposed to be the one helping people. And you don't know? You ain't got wow. And so what I have learned throughout this whole pandemic is that time is precious. Now, I hate wasted money, but anything I hate worse than wasted money is wasted time. Yeah. Time is precious. And what we have gained is a lot more time on our hands throughout this pandemic. A lot more time to learn new skills, a lot more time to learn new things, or a lot more time to just rest and release and relax. We are in a society that's always on go. And so the pandemic slowed us down.
<laughs> to a screeching halt. Listen. I'm not mad at it. And I, I guarantee you, it's going to change how we do things moving forward. Yeah. Even on Zoom. Change how we interact with people moving forward. Changing how we interact with people on a social level. We're definitely yeah. changing things. Definitely. Yeah, and that actually helped me to remain positive. Well, kind of not remain positive, but helped me get out of that little slump I was feeling. Was out last year with work. I had a class all the time. I was traveling all the time. I was exhausted. You know, had a lot of things going on in my personal life that was exhausting. So it was like, and I think I said it to you, Chris. I was like, you always on the go. Now you got no choice but to sit your tail still, Baby. because you always on the go. And you know, God works in mysterious ways. You know, sometimes He needs us to check to scale back just a little bit so that we can recuperate and get what we lost. Listen, I don't let no grass grow under my feet. I'm, I'm always <laughs> on the go also. I'm like, all right, what's the next thing? And that's, that's like a, a gift and a curse of mine. Mm. Once I accomplish something, it's like, okay, what's the next? What's next, yeah. Okay, you got this. You, you gravitated towards this level. You peaked here. Now what's the next level? That's a very irritating thing about me. I'm always looking forward to the next. Will I ever be happy at this level? Am I going to go higher? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm always looking for the next thing for myself. Yeah. That's peaking at a certain level and then going higher for me. Yeah. You know? And what I realized in this time of isolation and slowing things down, the reason I was doing that, like, I feel validated in accomplishments. Mm -hmm. I'm always looking to do things so I can say that I've done them. Because when I say what's, and I, it, I just reached this, and I, I've done things for years, you know? Wow. And what I realized is that I don't know my worth without accomplishments. Wow. But we that, were conditioned to feel like that. Right. Even in the country. You gotta right. have this, you gotta have that. The American dream is to have a house. You gotta have this, go to school, do this, and peak here, and then peak here. You were taught that. Why, why, why do we think materialism or some type of success in this way is an idea of an accomplishment? Mm -hmm. Like, we were taught that at a very young age. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and I go running towards it head first. Wow. <laughs> like, so to be isolated, to be home, and to not be able to do any to postpone both my charity events to push back the opening of my cafe it was just like what the fuck like i can't do everything i want to do you know so 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 since i can't do that what can i do tell me what can i do it was just like nothing and i was like that's unacceptable <laughs> i can do something damn it just tell me what it is right it, it, it was it was so devastating to to be in that space and to recognize what exactly I was feeling, like you said, and then have to feel it. There was no way to distract myself. I could only play so much PlayStation. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because you but know, it's good that you figured that out. Because had this pandemic not happened, you probably would have never known that. That's you know why you're always on the go is because you're seeking that validation through the recognitions that you've gotten. You would have probably never experienced it or never known that. Nope. It's a need to feel productive. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing something. I'm not living my worth right now. Mm -hmm. I'm not being productive. Mm -hmm. it, can, it can be anything. A small project or a major accomplishment in life. 
I have to feel needed. I have to feel wanted. And I have to produce something. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, I'm talk- <laughs> talking now. Somebody, somebody talk to me. I have to do something. And that's where that comes from. And, and it's not, it's a lot more people than you realize who deal with that, Chris. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest and say, I am one of them. You are one of them. But how do we move on? Healing right. black. Healing while black. Once again. Uh, one more thing I want to touch on. We're not going to cover all of the black traumas in this little bit of time. But like <laughs> Ann said, this is not the last time you're going to be with us. So get comfortable no. in this area. Um, the bottom line men's group. Um, I'm going to uh, give you space to talk about that. But when I hear people talk about it, there's nothing like it. There's wow. nothing like it. We did an episode a while back, um, Sexuality in the Black Community. And um, to me, that was the most difficult episode because I've never openly talked about my sexuality until that episode. Um, you not only created a forum, but gave a platform and a voice to people to feel comfortable with who they are and who they love. Um, and then the uh, episode you did last night, Healing While Black, you said it. You've been called faggot, sissy, soft, long before you were called a nigga. Wow. By your own. By your own people. Yeah. By your own people. So, so the idea for the Bottom Line Men's Group, um, and I know you put it on pause, um, but just talk, so talk, tell us about that. Thank you. Oh, wow. So once again, you never know the impact that you have on people. And I'm like, well, who, who told Chris? <laughs> I listen, I do who told Chris my business. <laughs> people talk to me. I'm like, who told Chris about these dang gone groups? <laughs> Mind you, I've never been to one, but I know. I'm, saying, I'm like, I don't, I'm, 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 I'm recollection. I'm like, damn, was Chris at one of these groups? I don't remember. <laughs> but, um, wow. One, one, there would not be, there would not be the bottom lines men's group again. So that was a project, a contract that I had gotten with the city um, to run these men's groups um, to increase engagement numbers with their organization. And so it was more about sexual health and awareness, more about identity. How do I um, identify myself as a, maybe a positive um, black gay man or a negative black gay man, um, a man who has sex with, we, we, we talk about very different topics. And so the person who was originally one, running the group was this old um, Caucasian man and the people that were coming could not relate. So I can't be open, I can't be truthful, I can't be honest because I can't relate to my facilitator. Mm-hmm. How are you gonna pull all this out of me and draw it if we have nothing in common? Like, he was into leather, old white guy, you know. And it's like, okay, these kids, these people, they're not listening to you. Yes. <laughs> and so, actually, a friend had hit me up. They said, listen, we need you, you know, to run these, these groups. We need to increase our numbers because we were really low. We had people coming in. I'm like, sure. I mean, what, what do you need? I'll, I'll do my thing. Do you, Tony. Talk about different topics. But the overall just was sexual health and awareness. Um, and we talked about relationships. We talked about HIV. We talked about Sarah discording couples. We talked about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, 
it did extremely well. Each week, I mean, each month, it, I had a room full of people. Bigger than last month. Everybody said, hey, you going to the bottom line tonight? And the bottom line is, what is the bottom line? Why are we here? What are we discussing tonight? The bottom line is men's group. That's what it is. And so that was done in September. It was over a year. Every month, I had a contract with the city. Now, what will start up this September, and this is for you guys who are hearing it first, um, it's going to be a different setting, almost like the men's group, but it's going to be open to more people. People who were straight was like, damn, I wanted to be involved in a conversation like that. Or dad, women was like, well, how come you don't have nothing for the women? How come I, don't, I can't be involved? I'm like, okay. Mm. Let's expand. On conversation, on the dialogue. And so what's happening, what we'll be starting in September is table talk with Tony. And so, which is a little bit more um, diversity about different topics, about, about who's going to be invited at the table. But it's table talk with Tony. Same, I like that. Same principle, dialogue, but it's going to be opened up more. You heard it here first, people. You heard it here first. Table That's going to be good. That sounds really good, too. Yeah. Thank you. You know, people want to be, they want to be included on the conversation, in the discussion. They felt like left out. Dang, these groups look so good. I, why, I'm a woman, I can't come. No, you can't come. It's for a specific set of people. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And out of that, there was a need to expand. Mm. So that's And we, we can identify with that, too, because a lot of people were reaching out to us saying, you know, well, how do we get more involved in the conversations? Y'all say y'all want us to get more involved. You know, can y'all do a live? We started doing lives. You know, we started doing lives. You know, with Brandon now with this and, you know, um, having it more videos, people can see our face, um, facial expressions and our banter. They can hear it. But it's different when you can put a face to it. So um, a lot of people have given us that same feedback, like, you know, can, we need a little more. We want to be more in the conversations. Are y'all going to have guests on? You know, are you going to have another perspective? You know, are you going to have some women on there? So. You know, we, we definitely have had the same kind of feedback, you know, on this particular platform. And, yeah. you know, it's a responsibility to the people. If you're going to step outside and do this type of work, you're, you're responsible. Yeah. The, it's like, dang, it's like a whole lot of shit is on my shoulder. What? Yes, <laughs> I have a responsibility to the people that I serve. Yeah. Why not? If they say we need this, okay, then we're going to have to fill that need and fill that mm. more. And what's, what's interesting is that when you do it and you do it passionately, you never really realize how many people are enjoying it and want to and want to take part and want to have the conversations. Because I think, and Chris, you probably can speak to it more than me, um, but I know from the time that I've joined, we I've never seen so many people want to talk about real conversation, real things that are going on, real things, real feelings, because a lot of the world has become so desensitized to a lot of different things because of their, like you said, trauma that they're willing to be open and talk about it and express their opinion. So when you got people that are hungry for stuff like that, like you said, you're responsible. You got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. And that's, that's the, one of the many gifts that Ambrose to the podcast was um, consistency. Um, I did a disservice in thinking that the original plan was to do six episodes two years ago. <laughs> Um, because it was something that I thought I wanted to do and that I want, and, and we did it and Kim and I created this really unique platform because the stuff that we've been listening to was surface stuff. It was yeah. enjoyable. It was entertaining. It was whether it was sports 
or reality television. It was stuff that was readily available by the uh, buffet. You can get it from everywhere. But how many um, podcasts, how many um, mediums can you find in-depth conversations that will allow you to be, that will allow you to, where you can hear people talk about the same questions that you have on your heart and your mind, you know? And, you know, I say it all the time. There's so much negativity in the world, so much negativity in the world. I want to be one of the people to combat that and try to balance it with positivity. Yeah. Yeah. And we can do that with this platform and he hates hearing it. Anthony has put us on another level. He is easy. He really has. And whether he knows it or not, I'm going to keep saying it. I say it once an episode because he really like, he holds us accountable to that consistency, but also he thinks, you know, he thinks and he thinks and he thinks and it's just like, come on, thinker. You know, I would be, I ignore it because he texts me like 12 o'clock at night. What about this? This is my downtime. Leave me alone. But it makes all the sense in the world. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head that it's, it's your responsibility. It is. You know, if, if people want it and if you have the ability to oh, do it. Thank you. Thank you. Like you got there to. We go. There we yeah. go. You know, some people are willing and some people are able. <sighs> Never mind. I was about to be shady. Yeah. <laughs> I <had> the ability. <laughs> the ability. Because Absolutely. when you do this type of work, you can't you you have to and a lot of this training and scientific behind it is you don't know what you're talking about you can do a lot of harm Mm. a lot of harm you can't the whole purpose of my degree and everything is to do no harm Mm. yeah do no harm and so you think okay if i'm talking to chris chris might be my buddy that's my best friend i'm getting advice for him yeah chris may be he may be a good advice giver you know but is he trained <laughs> legally and up? It's an obligation to do no harm. You may think, okay, Chris is just being your friend, but sometimes the advice that's given from your friends is not appropriate. Mm-hmm. He guide you a certain way. Yeah, you might end up doing no harm, although your intentions are well. Right. You might have the right intention, but the wrong approach. Mm. And that's one thing we say on our platform. We say, listen, we are not professionals. We're just yes. sharing our stories, sharing our experiences. You take what you want from it. Yeah. But we, and what's great about our platform is we really just have our own epiphanies about ourselves more than anything. Yeah. And people gravitate to that. But yeah, you're exactly right. You got to be careful about what you say and how you go about it. And that's what one thing I like about Red Table Talk too, is that they're, one, they're quick to say, I am not a professional. Let me get a professional on the line for some of these topics so that, you know, they can get it straight from somebody who has a degree and so they can't do, like you said, don't, can't do any harm yeah. with the yeah. things that they're and approach it and approach it the right way. Absolutely. So, um, I mean, this conversation can go on and on and on and on. <laughs> and I'm already looking forward to the next time. Um, I'm super excited. But I want, <laughs> because we, we, we would be, we would be, I want to lighten it up with five more questions before we end. Okay. 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 So the last show you binge watch? Oh, and it's, I just did, I just finished it yesterday, and it's here. It's in my it's in my insecure. So mm. my, wait, you were watching it in real time? No, I wasn't. <laughs> I, I refuse. I refuse to. 
I don't I don't like to watch in the real time. I like to fast forward. I want to get I don't want to go through the commercial. I want to I want to sit and watch it with no disturbances. And so I literally I guess the night when it was I guess it would air, I'll be off of social media. I'll be I would come off, see nothing. <laughs> come off the grid completely. So are you team Lawrence or team Nathan? I don't know. I didn't watch it. That's my next oh, binge watch. All right. That's my, my next binge right. watch. What's, what's up? What's up? Here? What's up? Here? <laughs> um, That's on my list. The, uh, a concert you'll never forget. Mm. Mm. Um. Oh wow. Oh, I don't been to so. I, I Okay. So disclaimer. My God, mom. Is Mariah Carey. <laughs> my god, my god, mom is Mariah Carey. And so I love she's she's queen of everything fabulous. Okay. Yeah. She's queen of everything fabulous. So I remember the first time I saw her and she was absolutely amazing. But then I seen Brandy live as well. And it's like Brandy is like the vocal Bible. I love listen, listen that's his bitch, okay. That is <laughs> like that 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 half Oh Tony. That happy can go, okay? Like, woo, I don't know. It's, ooh. Mm. And then I've seen Lettucey. I've seen, I like singers. I'm sorry. I like yeah. singers. Yeah. I've seen Lettucey in person. I've seen Fantasia. I've seen Jasmine Sullivan. I like singers. If you can sing. I'm with you. Give me an experience. Come on here. Walk me <laughs> something. Tell me a story. <laughs> give me something. So I don't know. I, they all been good. Okay. Um. What's on your nightstand right now? What are you reading? Oh, let me grab this right here. <laughs> he, went grab it. he went to get it. <laughs> and that's another one of my pastimes that I get joy from is reading. So one is one of my books that my friend got is called Codependent No More. Mm. I sent that to a friend of mine. Yes, it's awesome. I've started it already, and it's awesome. How to stop controlling others and start caring for yourself. Mm. So codependent no more. This okay. is me. And um, everything that I do is to learn how to be a better therapist and better clinician. And so this is called Treating Infidelity, Therapeutic mm. Dilemmas, Effective Strategies. Mm. So oh. when you really think about infidelity and monogamy there's root causes and issues with a lot of that so treating infidelity it's oh my gosh so good book wow oh, that's our, that's our next episode that's our <laughs> next episode right there oh god <laughs> yeah <laughs> talk about deep right <laughs> yep <laughs> these two so my we'll last question well it's not a story what you saying i said we'll need to post the names of those books on our story on the instagram page Okay. So people can get it. I'm, I'm interested in too. So we're going to get that from you again. Uh, the last one's not a question. Is finish this statement. Vulnerability is. And I said it today. Vulnerability is strength. Mm. It's strength. Amen. Oof. Amen. Well. Don't all over, Chris. Don't don't start this thing all over. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Tony, I told you one of the first time I met you, I said, we're going to work together on something. I don't know what it is, but it's going to be special. I'm and like, 
he did not listen. Like, y'all don't listen to me. I, I was was gonna say, I'm right along with, with Tony. I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, you keep telling me I want to work with him. I'm like, okay, well, let me know when. And you keep saying, I want to, I want to. I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Very sorry, whatever, you know. It was, it, was, it was all about timing. But when I saw that you did that thing on Healing While Black, I said, boom, there it is. Stop right there. Like, there we got to do it. There we got to do it. Um, I tell you this all the time. I'm in awe of you. Um, the work that you do, the way that you lift people up, and the, you do it by being you. You know, I've seen you. We play tennis together. You know, we we party together. We me. I be frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we 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 club hop together. Um, yeah. But we we heal together. You know, in every in every aspect, you're genuinely you. You know, and I love you, and I appreciate you for that. Um, this has been so dope, and like, don't don't do that. That face makes me cry. Like, don't do <laughs> listen, I was like, oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sensitive. I really did. I was like, Chris, you know, I need some questions. What are you gonna do? I need an outline. What, what's going to be happening here? <laughs> I need to prepare, Chris. He was like, uh, uh-uh, it's gonna be real low key, it's gonna be real informal. I said, but yeah, I, what are you doing? What am I answering? <laughs> you kept asking. I want to be caught. I need to be prepared. <laughs> yeah. He was like, you'll be fine. I said, okay. Um, you did great. You did great. Yes. Thank you. I, I enjoyed the conversation. This. I enjoyed this. This was this was fun. Let's do this. Yeah. I, I told you, I said you're gonna have fun. We say that to all our guests. So we I said you're gonna have we fun. Do. You're gonna have fun. Thank you. And, thank and you got any closing remarks? No, thank you just for um for sharing your light. You said your light and I see it, I feel it, you know, and I think this was a, a, a in-depth conversation, but still had some light to it. And I think you've given a lot for people, our, our listeners to, I can say viewers now, Chris. Yes, finally. I can say viewers now. You um, spoke it. But I allow for them to, you know, to think about, you know, I have some things to think about now. And I, of course, I'm gonna go listen again, you know, to the recordings um, once we publish it. But thank you, thank you, thank you for what you do. Thank you for, you know, being a servant to people because a lot of people are in this world nowadays it's all about me how can i get the bag you know whatever the case may be and do whatever you can to get the bag opposed to what can i do to help humanity what can i do to help the world what can i do to help my fellow african-americans my fellow african-american men and and share perspective and share stories to help them heal from the traumas that we're all dealing with so thank you for you know for doing what you're doing and taking the time out from your schedule to say to spend and have um, a conversation with Chris and I. So I'm grateful. Thank you for allowing me to be here. I'm so excited. I enjoyed every moment. And I just want to thank you guys for allowing me to be yet another opportunity to be a vessel of light. Like, you, like I said before, you never know who you impact, who you inspire, who you uplift. And I, I just pray that anybody who watches this right now, that your situation can change. If you are down, if you are low, speak life and light into your, into your situation. Your words have power. Everything that we do starts with a thought. Everything that we do. So mm-hmm. the way that you want it to go. So I, I, I was a little anxious. I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I told myself, this is going to be good. Everything starts with a thought. So I, I'm happy that you guys had me and just allow me to be me. Thank you. Yeah. Look, you're not going to make me cry. You're not going to make me cry. <laughs> Listen, uh, guys, we want to thank you for tuning into another conversation. Continue to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and now on YouTube.
all that the secrets are killing us. Um, the conversation is going to continue to evolve. It's going to continue to motivate. It's going to continue to inspire, but it's also going to continue to make you think. Um, yeah. Continue to grow with us and be vulnerable with us. And we're all healing from trauma.